Hi everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and today we're going to look at quite possibly the most obscure Kingdom Hearts project I have ever encountered. Uh, for the last 10 years, this project was rumored, but never confirmed until just recently. Today, I'm proud to introduce you to Seth Kearsley, the director and writer that was hired by Disney in 2002 to develop a pilot for a Kingdom Hearts animated series. We're so glad to have you, Seth. How's it going? It's good. Thanks. So, Thanks for having me. Yeah, def- definitely. I So just to give people a little bit of background, um, how I sort of came across you was I had just finished a fan art myself. And I was posting it on a lot of DeviantArt groups, and I saw a storyboard, which you guys can go see yourself, that was of a Kingdom Hearts pilot animatic. What was it like uh, being approached by Disney to develop this? Well, I actually I didn't know about the game before. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, it just come out. Yeah, um, and... Um... Uh, I had just finished a, a pretty big project, and I was being very particular about what I did next. And, mm-hmm. um, I really wanted to do, um, like, I had this idea in my head of uh, American anime. Um, yeah. Because uh, I'm a huge fan of anime. Um, and uh, I feel like that they have a freedom that we don't have over here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of what makes, you know, the, the shows and the movies uh, so great. Yes. Um and uh, so I was kind of playing with this idea, and then um, my agent mentioned that there was this project over at Disney that he thought might be perfect and, like, right in line with what I was talking about. And so mm-hmm. I went and met met on it, and I was like, seriously? So you're taking, like, Disney characters and, like, Final Fantasy characters <laughs> yeah. and them into one world? Like, that's almost like it, it couldn't be more perfect for, like, an American anime kind of a thing. Definitely, um, definitely. And, uh, so I was like, well, let me play the game. Um, and, um, so I burned through the game in about a week. Um, and, uh, at first, you know, like when you're doing like the training levels and everything, and yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then like gradually as the story got more and more involved, I was like, oh my God, wow. Yeah. There's some depth to it. Who knew? Yeah. Um, and so then I read the script that they had, um, and um, I told them that if we're going to do this, we can't do the script because um, it it doesn't have anything to do with the game. Like it seems like mm-hmm. the guy who wrote it didn't read or watch the game, yeah, or play the game, or um, and uh, I got some. I almost didn't get to do the thing because i said that wow yeah i, I can imagine disney doesn't take that too kindly yeah well and then i found out kind of like through the grapevine that it was actually the guy who was who was then the head of the studio that script was his idea um and um and so then i had a long conversation with him and i was like you know it's it's not that that script is bad or mm-hmm. that is bad it's just that there's this whole bigger story in um in the game that isn't reflected here um and uh, like it had none of the um uh, sora riku kairi uh story yeah which is it, that is the core engagement of the plot is yeah. their story so it, it really felt like um uh, the episode took place in agrabah um, mm-hmm. and uh, it really felt like an episode of aladdin 
um, that took place in, uh, you know, that had, you know, the Kingdom Hearts characters as guest stars. Mm, yeah. Um, like Aladdin was the main character in the thing, and he was doing all the cool stuff. And I was like, yeah, you don't even really see Aladdin in the game. And um, and I said, you know, if you're going to do this series, you know, and you've already done series, you know, for Aladdin and Tarzan and Hercules and Pooh um, uh, and Little Mermaid, um, like you really need to like, how do you have a voice for this game in those worlds? Like you can't really have the main characters from mm-hmm. those worlds driving the stories. Um, so um he let me work with the writer who had written that um, first one, and we came up with a with a different take. And um, we were uh, like, I showed the guy um, a lot of uh, Cowboy Bebop, um, and said, you know, like when they're on the ship, like it should feel like this, and um, and uh, and then just talked to him about how like the story between Kyrie and. Um, uh, Riku and Sora, like how how that all works out. Mm-hmm. How they both they're like working towards the same goal. They're just going about it in different ways, and um, so so we rewrote the script and it got greenlit and, and kind of went from there. So that that's that sounds fantastic. And just so uh, you guys listening uh, can see it, uh, if you just want to go to deviantart.com and just do a quick search for Kingdom Hearts Pilot Board, and uh, it should be the first result. Uh, last I checked. Uh, and it'll be on uh, Seth's uh, DeviantArt page, and you can have a look through it. Uh, as far as what you've posted online, it, it's basically just some snapshots from the entire uh, board. It's not the full animatic, right? No. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, the, the project, like, once it, once it got to board stage, mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to board the whole thing myself, um, you know, because I, I felt like that that's what, you know, an anime director does. And I kind of, um, I kind of took the whole production from Disney to kind of my own little studio, which mm-hmm. is like you know was basically my house. Um, and um, uh, I, you know, tried to do as much of the whole thing myself as possible. Um, and uh, so, what you see online is my favorite panels from the thing because there are definitely some panels that are you know um, the drawings aren't as good. Um, uh, and, um, but you know, they, they're going by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was also, there were a lot of panels that it was just a piece of a panel that I was going to composite together later. Yeah. And, um, a lot of the panels also, they don't have backgrounds, um, because, um, I pulled the backgrounds, like I, I actually went to the Disney archive, um, and pulled backgrounds from the Aladdin feature. Which is amazing. Now, would that, I mean, since this was sort of, you know, a pilot intending to be for, a, you know, an actual show, would that have been the direction you took where, you know, you could use backgrounds from the original source material movies uh, in with the show itself as well? Yeah, I mean, that, that was my plan. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought that, like, beside the, the story with, you know, the kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great story and the whole idea of, like, an evil working its way through different universes and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, uh, from a production standpoint, um, it would have been an awesome show to make because there's so much material to pull from. Definitely. Uh, and, um, I felt like having the actual backgrounds from the movie, um, 
that it made the worlds feel more real um, and um, kind of tied it in with that universe a little bit more. Yeah, I could also imagine that it might also maybe affect the the cinematography a bit because the the cinematography in a in a Disney feature you know tends to be a little bit more dynamic and free than what you would normally get from you know a television uh, you know like a television series where it might look more like a comic strip maybe like Phineas and Verb a little bit more flat. Yeah, I, I definitely would have would have been going more cinematic with the series. Wow! Oh man! Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, honestly, the, it was the coolest project that, that never went, you know. Um, uh, and um, uh, in the animatic, uh, you know, because the animatic isn't for air, so you can sort of mm-hmm. pull from whatever. So I had, like, like gladiator music playing. <laughs> awesome. There. Um, and um, uh, there's a moment where... Um, uh, you know, Sora and Riku reunite, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a moment when Riku um, gets um, taken back um, to like uh, Maleficent's um, lair or, or realm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the there's a, a cue on the the Gladiator soundtrack called I think it's called Patricide, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like just gut wrenching. I, I think that that's when. Um, uh, He's killed in um, in uh, Gladiator and is like imagining walking through the fields with his daughter again or something. Um, mm-hmm. um, but um, it was just it was so powerful in the in the thing and um, uh, I, you know it was it was kind of hard in the animatic because you know they want it to be um, they always want it to be like episode seven you know like they don't want you to do the start story and yet you have to get everyone up to speed. Um, and it's also, I, I, I think it was a seven minute one. It may have been 11 minutes. Um, cause it's, it's more of a pilot presentation. Yeah. That's really tight to cover anything from kingdom yeah. hearts. <laughs> seven so minutes. I, mm-hmm. I had to kind of cover a lot of ground. Um, and, um, uh, so I started on the Island with the kids and, mm-hmm. and then the heartless attack on the Island. Um, and then it got a little bit more surreal and Sora wakes up and he's on the ship, um, uh, with Goofy and Donald and they're like coming into Agrabah and he mentions, um, you know, missing his friends and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then we see, um, Riku and Maleficent, um, and, um, then we go and see uh, Riku and Maleficent and she's kind of giving him his mission and, and, you know, kind of like hint that like Riku's only doing this to try to get Kairi back. And, um, uh, and, um, uh, and then they meet up and it seems like that um, they're going to be friends again. Um, uh, but then Riku kind of pushes Sora out of the way to get to the lamp. And then once he gets the lamp, um, he, uh, like, uh, he becomes possessed by Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, I think one of the panels on there is where he has the white eyes. Um, yeah. Uh, and so that's when he becomes possessed by Maleficent um, and turns and um, he's saying lines and it's Riku's voice. Um, and then as he turns, his voice turns to Maleficent's voice. Um, and, um, and then, uh, 
Sora like goes and bumps him, um, and you know, so he drops the lamp, and Sora catches it, um, and um, there's like a giant heartless hand coming through um, uh, a portal that grabs Riku, and oh, right as so cool. right as it grabs Riku, um, you know, Sora and Riku are like reaching out for each other. Mm-hmm. Patricide music is playing in the background. Ah, oh, so fitting, uh, and. Um, uh, and Riku snaps out of it um, and like realizes what's happening, and he just gets pulled back through the portal, and the portal closes, um, uh, and um, and then it kind of wraps up with uh, Maleficent and, and Riku, um, you know, like her saying, you know, how he failed her, and um, uh, and then um, Sora and Donald and Goofy, um, you know, feeling bad about you know how it all went down and everything, and. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, pretty pretty dark. Uh, but I think I think that definitely fits with Kingdom Hearts because that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, well, I remember when we were recording it, um, uh, the actress that plays Maleficent. Um, uh, I kept saying, "No, like, it's got to be more evil." And like, <laughs> well, I mean, how evil do you want it to be? And I'm like, that room you're in should be dripping evil when you're done. And she got this like grin on her face. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh. And, and she's like, I never get to go that, that evil with Maleficent. And I'm like, oh, well, Maleficent is kind of like the most evil character in the thing. So, yeah. Like she's the head honcho of evil in this game. Yeah. So it's gotta be that way. Oh, it's so yeah. cool. So if you could just give me like a, a quick, opinion how do you feel about the kingdom hearts series just in general uh have you been keeping up with it at all uh has it's as it's grown throughout the years um you know after that um so what what happened with the with the pilot um, mm-hmm. they tested it um and it tested amazingly well um like it, it it tested of of the things that they were testing at the time it tested the highest and the best um, but then, you know, they, they went with, um, other things. I won't mention what they are. <laughs> That's fine. You can do some detective work. Yeah, out. exactly. Um, and, um, and then it was kind of like, um, uh, like the whole thing was kind of like having this amazing, like summer camp romance. Mm-hmm. Um, that then goes nowhere after that um and and then it kind of hurts to like keep up with yeah definitely um, so i didn't really keep up with it after that like you know i saw that there was another game you mm-hmm. know, um with the first game like i i was like you know like god to my nephews because like they would get stuck on a part and I'd be like oh yeah here you go yeah <laughs> um and uh and then with the second game they were asking me that and i was like yeah no i haven't played it <laughs> that's I think that's fair. And uh now when you were developing the animatic, uh, what do you think would are good tips for other people that you know have this sort of job when you want to develop a project for a video game because there's been a lot of video game adaptations out there, a lot of movie movies, not naming names specifically that aren't that great at capturing the heart of uh, the game that they're covering. What do you think are some good takeaways from your experience in developing, uh, you know, some sort of an adaptation of a game? Well, um, 
You know, the, the first thing that I worked on um, in animation was uh, a show called The Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, The Max was uh, an adaptation from a comic book. Um, and we were all, like, huge fans of comics. Um, and, you know, Sam Keith, who did The Max. Um, and, um, and we always hated how... Um, you know, when it goes from comic book to animation, like it loses what was so cool about the comic mm-hmm. book. Um, so like with the Max, we just used the comic book as the guide and you, you just kind of, you know, it's, you know, kind of similar to how the Sin City movies have just yeah. followed the book. Um, and so with the, with the game, um, you know, it very easily could have ended up being that other script, um, you mm-hmm. know, like that that uh like someone looked at a lot of the development art material and then mm-hmm. sort of came up with something on their own yeah and you know it's no fault of the guy who did that like that's you know uh, he probably wrote uh you know a pilot a week for them or, or something you know mm-hmm. like um it's a, it's a fast pace but um actually investing the time um to actually play the thing or to like watch the thing you know like if you're I don't even know how many hours of content there are in the game, but like, you know, um, it would be like doing an adaptation of a book, um, by having just read the cliff notes. Yeah. That's pretty tough. uh, You kind of got to like really dig deep into it, especially like when it has such a a big following, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like you really don't want to piss off those core fans. Uh, so yeah, and I could definitely see how it would be difficult, at least with Kingdom Hearts, because at least in the marketing material, I don't know if it was exactly that clear that there was a true, sincere story buried in there. A lot of it made it seem like, oh, this is a Disney game, and hey, there's some Final Fantasy games, Squaresoft's making it. That sort of seemed like the way they were triggering it, so I could see you know, how they might yeah, how they yeah, might take it that way. The first game, I think that I've seen stuff since that like really shows you know that there's like a darker thing going yeah on. yeah i think in the second one isn't there a lot more riku? oh yeah um, yeah a lot more riku stuff and it does get pretty dark yeah um so yeah i mean it's it seems like a simple thing and yet it doesn't happen but like you have to do your homework um, yeah definitely uh, but, uh, and you know it was a little bit uh, like there was a change that was happening at that time where like, you know, it used to be that you'd have, um, the animated series or the movie and then that would become the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like right at that time, like, you know, the gaming industry started making more money than the movie industry. And so, so it really was following the game. Mm-hmm. That's, the, the the big mystery um, uh, of what you know happened with the the pilot um, really has a lot to do with that, um, and that um, the game was huge, um, mm-hmm. and they had multiple games um, lined up after that. Yep. And I don't know the the name of the the guy who did the games, but I knew mm-hmm. that he was like crazy huge in that world and in Japan. And, yeah, he is. Um, you know, and um, along the lines of. Um, you know, anime um, and the the freedom that the Japanese directors get um, and the respect that they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they the series ultimately didn't happen because they didn't want to um, offend that guy. Yeah, understandable. And um, you know, 
so and there's been a huge franchise after and mm-hmm. you know, so maybe at some point there there will be um the game um you know yeah or, or sorry the the show or you know or maybe some at some point they'll be like you know how awesome would it be for them to do it as a feature you know yeah definitely and I gotta say that that does sort of ring true historically because historically with the Kingdom Hearts series there really hasn't been much that was released uh, in any capacity that wasn't canon wasn't like a part of the main storyline that continued it further there really hasn't been many adaptations so I could I could sort of understand where they were coming from at the time since it was you know just a new series and they already had something planned um, but yeah maybe now that there's so much source material already there that you know maybe there's enough wiggle room there that you wouldn't be or anyone wouldn't be stepping on their toes by creating you know a, an homage series yeah so i think i think everybody wants to know if you had the opportunity if if disney came uh slamming on your door right now and gave you the opportunity to give another crack at this uh what do you think you would do differently than you did uh back then even though you, i thought that would have been great if if you had the opportunity now with the technology of today with the way, you know, more long-form television exists now. I mean, Game of Thrones and Mad Men and all that. There's yeah. The t- television industry has, has been changing a lot very recently. What sort of things do you think you would do differently now than uh, you would have done back then? Um, I mean, it would, it would definitely be, um, uh, you know, 3D or, uh, you know, CG mm-hmm. thing. Um, okay. That would be a no-brainer where that wouldn't have happened before for for TV. But yeah. like, now that they've done like Tron and you know some you know other stuff like where you could actually pull it off. Um, uh, but like content-wise, um, what I was planning on doing then was um, you know uh, an arc over the the you know a season arc, mm-hmm. like you know a series arc, um, and like you know really um, following what was going on with the game and um i I would still do that um you know and that still isn't really done i mean they did it a little bit in tron Mm -hmm. um but um you know i remember from when i was a kid like the show that i like raced home every day to see um uh was robotech um oh yeah first incarnation of that um and um, I, like, remember thinking that it was cool, like, the first few episodes, and then they go out to space, and it's like, yeah, okay, it's cool, it's like space, and um, and then they killed off one of the main characters, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Um, and it was like, after that, like, I couldn't not see that, um, and it was kind of, um, like, with the game, like, when... Um, when it takes that turn to the dark, um, that I was like, "Oh my god, they're doing this in a game!" Yeah, uh, and so I would, I would want to do the same thing with the with the series. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. I, and I, I gotta say, from what I've seen of the uh, of the pilot board, I, I think pretty much anyone can agree. There's a lot of evidence in there that it was clearly, uh, you know, a tribute to the series and not something that really deviated uh, from its vision. So. Wow. Yeah, definitely an amazing project, but unfortunately, you know, circumstances would have it uh, otherwise. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll happen again. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Maybe some executive at Disney will hear this interview and be like, you know what, we should do that. (laughs) I hope so. I'm pretty sure there's some people at Square Enix, at least the uh, North American side that listen to it. So yeah, hey, anybody at Square Enix, if you want to pass this along... (laughs) 
This guy did a great job. You got to really look at what he did. It was amazing. Well, thank you. It was it was a it was an, an amazing project, um, and you know it's the one it's the one that got away. Ah, <laughs> would have been so cool. Yeah, and I have to ask you one one quick question. After all these years, what led you to finally now post the uh, the pilot board? Um. Honestly, <laughs> um, I I was digging. I have a box of um, of drawings, and I was digging through there. Um, and uh, I had just posted um, uh, a Looney Tunes board, and it yeah. like, seemed like people liked that. Um, and I was like, I gotta have some other stuff around here. Post <laughs> from back in the day. And, wow. And um, uh, so I have a box that it's literally um, uh, because I I took Disney's usual board paper and i Mm -hmm. cut it all um so that i could flip the panels Um, yeah it was actually um you know i actually pegged the paper and um you know flipped it on the light table and you know to to get the movement and everything which you wouldn't have to do now but um uh and um uh so i have probably like a stack like 10 inches high of um of those individual panels. Um, wow. So I just went through and picked out the ones that I thought, you know, best represented what was going on in, in the scene and um, stuff like that. And um, so. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure there's someone right now screaming at their iPod or their computer. Do you have the animatic still? Is it still somewhere? <laughs> um, you know, I, I have to look at <laughs> some old hard drives. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Because um, I don't know if Disney would be okay with it, but I'm sure someone yeah, out there would no, love I to see it. Couldn't like probably what I've posted now is is about as much as I could post without getting in trouble. Gotcha. Uh, I, I think that's I think that's fair, and uh, I I know there is at least one person out there that does have it because uh, in, in preparation for this interview, I actually went back to see as many of the rumor postings as possible, and there was at least one. There's one article in GameSpy where someone back in 2004 visited his friend and uh, he actually had this on tape and he correctly identified back in 2004 that it did take place in Agrabah and it had a, you know, he he said it had a Western style. It was different than the style of the games, sort of, in uh, an art style. And I think there's a little bit of that, but uh, I'm I'm surprised that it it ended up being as as accurate as, as it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Western style, you know, it's definitely, you know, more of Western sensibility uh, mm-hmm. towards the storytelling. And I'm not an anime director, so, you know, I... Yeah, it's totally it's, uh, a little bit different. Um, uh, but um, but the models that we would have gone with, you know, mm-hmm. if it had gone, would have been more true to the show. And, you gotcha. know, um, we would have found a, a studio, um, you know, either, you know, a Korean studio or a Japanese studio that, that could do that kind of look. And I, I'm pretty sure everybody is thinking, wow, Avatar and Korra, they're doing it. <laughs> they're doing that. Yeah. Kingdom yeah. Hearts could have had that before. Yeah. Avatar, what? Yeah. <sighs> Man. Could have. But it didn't. Oh, unfortunately not. Well, it's been a pleasure, Seth. This is seriously, like, I remember this rumor, and I couldn't believe that after so many years uh, that it just happened to be, be confirmed by the, the man himself. So thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for uh, uh, 
Um, it's, it's fun to talk about those old projects. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, actually, one quick thing. I, I actually found out that you did, um, you went to uh, CalArts, right? Yeah. I have a friend that is actually going to CalArts this fall. Do you have any tips for her? Any squashy, stretchy, oh. timing, spacing, <laughs> things to watch out for? I mean, they'll, they'll, uh, uh, all of, all of that part of it, like she'll get from her instructors. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I would say, um, you know, make, make films that are as true to her as she can. Um, mm. you know, don't try to do like, you know, a Disney thing or don't try to do something that looks like anything else. Cause mm. You're going to end up doing that for the rest of your career. Um, Definitely. And like CalArts is the time to like try to get your own voice out there and, and you know have it be heard and you know and just recently you know um, with uh, Adventure Time and yep. you know, like there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of people looking at, at CalArts again for you know the next big things. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. It's it's an, an amazing time to be going to animation school. I think right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, what an amazing place to leave it at. Uh, I just want to let you guys know um, that you can uh, check out the next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union, which should be out uh, at the time we post uh, this interview. Uh, just as a reminder, you guys can subscribe uh, to the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast on I- on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy, and you will see we are the number one result. And you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or KH2.co.uk. So, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. Do you have any parting messages for our listeners? Um, thanks. I, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's completely fair. So anyway, I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and kingdomheartsunion.com production.